the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word Faith Christian Center here in Sunday, San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being blessed to you. That's called being imitators of Christ. God wants those of us who are born again believers to be imitators of Him, living our lives like Jesus Christ did. Well, since that's what God our Father's plan is for me and you, then our being imitators of Christ is what some of us plan to do. We're going to do everything we can do to be the imitators of God that He wants us to do. Each and every one of us who are born-again believers should purpose in our hearts to be the kind of believers that the Father wants each and every one of us to be. That is, believers who do everything we need to do to fulfill God's plan for me and you. Our goal and our plan should be to live our lives being imitators of God by being imitators of Christ. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Get ready for a word that's going to be all the way live, allowing you to step into the fullness of what God has in store for you as you learn what the Father expects of you and what he wants of you, what he wants you to do. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. Being imitators of Christ, because that's God's desire for you and me. Those of us he shed blood and set free. He intends to us to be imitators of Christ so that we can be able to live out the fullness of the life that he has in store for me and you. We're going to read the foundational text, which is found in Ephesians chapter 5. Then we'll move forward into today's stuff, which is going to bless you sure enough in Jesus' name. Ephesians chapter 5, we'll start reading at verse 1. It says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. And walk in love as Christ also have loved us and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savior. But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become of saints. Neither filthiness or foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God unto the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. 
For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore, he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. God's talking to his children here. He says, see then that ye walk circumspectly. He's talking to his children, not as fools. He's still talking to his children, but as wise, redeeming the time. Why? Because the days are evil. These are some evil days we're living in. Praise God. I don't know if you noticed it or not. These are some very evil days in here. Evil is rampant throughout this world, and it's increasing throughout this world. And then just like a lot of people aren't moved by that statement I just made about evil days is in this world it, 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 that we're living in right now, it's proof positive that evil days are here right now. Because uh, Satan has even successfully caused the church to be dumbed down on the fact that evil days are going on right now. We should be at an, in an upheaval. We should be, we should be on, on edge. We should have righteous indignation rising up on the inside of us. But the church of the living God really don't even care. That evil is everywhere. We just look around and we like, you know, yeah, whatever, you know, you no know, big deal up in here. No different than it is, is no big deal when we see some girl walk around on her drawers, you know, on a commercial. Praise God. That used to cause indignation to come in the house of God and the children of God. But it really don't bother nobody now. In fact, we try to look at the drawers and try to get some drawers just like them if we're a girl. And unfortunately, we live in an age where some guys go try to get some drawers just like them, too, because we ain't moved by none of this. We ain't bothered by none of this. We're dull to all of this. We're dull to the fact that violence is everywhere, that kids are killing kids and kids are killing people and all kinds of stuff like that. We really don't care to the point that even when we see movies now, if it don't have a lot of blood in it and a lot of blowing up in it and a lot of folk getting shot in it, we think it ain't even a good movie no more. Praise God. Praise God. When you go buy a video, praise God, you make sure that when you, when you cut them, blood squirts out. Praise God. And splashes all over the screen. Then we think that that's good when it's really obscene. But yet, because the church has been so dulled down and dumbed down by Satan and being good at what he do, that it don't even move me and you. That evil is everywhere. Because evil can only move where, where, where light does not operate. Because darkness can only manifest where light doesn't operate. So in order for darkness to move forward, Satan's got to make sure that the light don't operate. And one of the ways that he makes sure that the light don't operate is that we don't operate as the children of God like we're supposed to. The reason why darkness can move forward is because the children of God ain't doing what they're supposed to do. Because if the children of God did what they're supposed to do, we wouldn't have all this stuff going on up in here. All this stuff wouldn't be happening out here like it is. But God's telling his church, come on, wake up. Quit trying to chase an American dream while a nightmare is going on around you. Come on, wake up. Can't you see what's happening to you? Can't you see you're giving up the territory that I gave to you? Can't you see where I gave you a world, but you causing people, even boys and girls, to be able to take this world from you, and you just satisfied sitting back waiting on heaven to be able to come to you? Come on, wake up. That's what God's trying to talk to his church about right now. Because we are asleep in a mug. The sleeping giant, it's time to rise up. It's time for us to stand up and be who God wants us to be and live this thing out like he got planned for me, you and me. And that's being an imitator of Christ, living it like it ought to be lived by you and me. Because if we live this thing like we're supposed to, darkness won't do what it want to do. And it's going to have to start backing up. And as we begin to move on, Christian soldier, into this thing that God has in store for us, living a life that God's got planned for us, then everything else is going to have to back up too. And some stuff going to have to go back in the closet like it was always supposed to. Hallelujah. But that's if we be imitators of God like he planned for me and you. 
That word followers right there in, in verse one, be ye therefore followers of God, is actually the word imitator. It translates imitate. And an imitator is a person who acts and conducts themselves in, in, in a way that the person is that they're imitating. Well, we were told who to imitate and we're supposed to imitate Christ. One of the reasons why it don't bother me and you what the world is doing is because we become so worldly that we don't even notice that the world's doing. We were so worldly that it don't bother me and you. And, and, and so carnal, praise God, that it really don't matter to me and you. But it's time for the church of the God to get spiritual again, praise God, and begin to start lining up with what the word says to me and you so that we can then be able to do this thing like God want us to do. Mimic Christ. That's what we're supposed to do because that's one of the things that the word imitate means is to mimic. It's to copy him in action and in speech the same way he did with his father. He said that I don't say anything other than what my father's saying. I don't do anything other than what I see my father do. Well, that's time for the church to be able to say the same thing too. And that's that I don't say anything other than what I hear my Lord say and I don't do anything other than what I see him do because I'm going to live this thing out just like him. Sounds like it's too few. Praise God. Amen. But I don't care if it ain't but two of us. We're going to walk like the two witnesses before it's time. And we're going to walk in the power that God has for us at the time. Praise God. And we're going to live this thing out like he want us to do. Having the mannerisms and the conduct like we're supposed to as dear children of God. And walk, tread all about like he wants us to do. We found out that's God's plan for me and you. That's one of the reasons why Jesus came to this earth. Of course, first and foremost, the most important was to set us free. So that we can be able to live this thing out like he intended for you and me. But then the second thing for us to do is to be able to live it out like he intended for you and me. Praise God. Because after he set you free, we're supposed to walk in newness of life. And the life that we now live is the one that he did give. Because God on the cross made a great exchange for me and you. He took our death. We took his life. See, he, that's why he got punished on, uh, before the cross and even on the cross is because a great exchange had occurred because he took our life. Now it's time for us to quit going back to our old life and begin to go to the life that he intended for me and you. And that's to live out the life that he did when he walked this earth too. God, God, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, healing all that were the press of the devil because God was with him. He could free men because he was a free man. Well, God freed you and me, but we need to free some people too. But the problem is we getting all comfortable in the same bondage that they in too. But God said, that's time for that to be over. He said, come on church, wake up. It's time for us to be able to lay this thing out like we're supposed to. And come on, be imitators of Christ like we're supposed to. We're supposed to follow after godliness. That's what we're supposed to do. Not chase a new car, new house. Come on, or get some more degrees so that I can get enough degrees to be able to fill a thermometer. But no, we're supposed to be able to follow godliness. Are you listening to me up in here? We're supposed to be living godly in this world. In fact, we're supposed to deny ungodliness and live godly in this world. Our life is supposed to be a contradiction to this world. Whereas the world is saying this is the way things are supposed to be, but then they turn around and see you and me and see us living this thing out totally free like we're supposed to, doing it the way God wants us to do, and that's godly. Our lives are supposed to disavow the things of this world. It's supposed to reject the things of the world, abnegate the things of the world. It's supposed to refuse the things of the world in such a way as we live our life whereas we refuse what the world do. We don't eat the king's meat or drink the king's wine. I said, we don't do it at a single time. Praise God. But then we walk and live this thing out like we're supposed to. Living in charge, living large like we ought to. Being the head, not the tail, like God wants me and you. But that's because we start acting like we the head and quit acting like the tail. Praise God, because God wants us to. We found out we do this, though, because we love God. We ain't do it because we got to. We do it because we love God. So, therefore, we're going to live holy in this world. Let me see. We got a holy God that lives in a holy city. That sits upon a holy throne, that uses that speaks a holy word. Praise God! They got holy angels flying all around him. 
living in a holy city. Praise God called the New Jerusalem. Everything about him is holy, holy, holy. But then they look at you and me and they don't see holy. Something wrong with that picture. And so therefore, Satan ain't going to win with us. Not up in here, up in here, up in here. We're going to learn to be holy like God wants us to do. So we can reflect the awesomeness of the living God and live this thing out like God wants you to do. We found already multiple definitions for holy, but let's just work with this one right now. Right. Praise God. We're going to be people that's right. And we're going to live right. And we're going to do right. And we're going to think right. Right? Amen. Right. Praise God. That's what we're going to do. Hallelujah. Because if we don't do it right, we're going to live wrong. And if you don't live right, you're going to be left out of all the things that it is God has in store for you. Is anybody hearing me up in here? But that ain't me and you. We're going to do this thing right. Amen. Right? <laughs> Praise God. Because we're going to let this thing out like we're supposed to. We found out last time we got together. If you wasn't here, make sure you got this CD or tape. I'm telling you, it's going to bless you tremendously. That God desires each and every one of us to be vessels of honor. Because the Bible says in a great house, there's both vessels of honor and dishonor. There's both vessels of honor and dishonor. Praise God. That's what makes this house so great. God receives everybody, but he only uses certain bodies. And that's the ones that it is that are holy before him and stuff like that. But don't be surprised. That's what you do, too. When you reach in your dishwasher to be able to pull out a fork to use, praise God, you only use it if it's clean. Praise God. Because if it's not clean, you put it back in. Praise God. And let's, let's try washing it again. Praise God. Well, it's the same thing with God. God wants to be able to clean us so that he can be able to use us for what he wants to do. Because if he doesn't clean us, then he ain't going to use us. We're just going to get back on the rack until we get clean. Praise God. Hallelujah. You're still in the great house, but you just can't be used like God wants you to do. And that's one of the reasons why he saved you was to use you so that you could be able to live this thing out like he want to. He said there's vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. We found out that that word honor means value, high value, great esteem. Whereas these are ones that's like treasures that you put it in a vault someplace. Well, that's God. Well, God wants to take us out the vault and put us on display for all the world to see. What's it like to be able to live this thing out holy and how at high value we have before God? And it's going to be awesome, too. But there's also vessels of dishonor in the house, too. Infamy, comparative indignity, disgrace, reproach, and shame. And why is that? Because they don't live out a life that is worthy of his holy name. And because of that, they're still in the house. But God tells them what to do. Purge yourself of these. Separate yourself from these. Cleanse yourself thoroughly of these so you can be made a vessel of honor. God wants every one of us to be vessels of honor. That's why we follow after righteousness and holiness. We pursue it. We ensue it. We follow after it. We, we dog it. We run after it with everything we got. Like it stole something from us. Praise God. And we go get our stuff back. Are you listening to me? Because we're going to get our holiness back. Praise God. Jump on the back of the devil. Hit him in the back of his head. And say, give me my, give me my stuff back. Did you hear what I said? Praise God. We're going after it. But we found out because that's because we're supposed to depart evil and do good. Wasn't enough amens on that. Turn, please, to Psalms number 34. That looked like the right place to start right there. Psalms number 34. Mm, that must have been when you start getting tired and wasn't paying attention no more. Praise God. So let's, let's just go back to that. and let's, review, let's do that one, and then we'll kick in right there. Must have been when you start nodding on a brother. Praise God. Psalms number 34. Love y'all. We're supposed to depart from evil and do good. Those of us who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and have been saved from the power of darkness, 
Praise God, been snatched out of darkness and brought into his marvelous light. This is the life that we're supposed to live. We're supposed to depart from evil and do good. Psalms number 34. That's if we want to stay holy and be holy. Starting with stanza number 11, it reads like this. Come ye children. See, he's talking to you. Hearken unto me. We already learned that that word hearken means hear intelligently with the intention to do. Hear intelligently with the intention to do. Hearken unto me. And what will you do, Lord? I will teach you the fear of the Lord. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. See, this is important because when we first get saved, we don't know the fear of the Lord. When we first get saved, we don't have the fear of the Lord. We had the fear of hell. We ain't got the fear of the Lord yet. We had the fear of hell. We don't have the fear of the Lord yet. Because the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, arrogancy, the froward mouth, the evil way, and all that other kind of stuff, and the, and the lying tongue. He hate all that, praise God. And when you have the fear of the Lord, you'll hate it too. So we don't have the fear of the Lord when we first get saved. We still like lying. And, and some of us did. We, we still like doing wrong. Some of us did, praise God. We like doing folk that was wrong. Praise God. In fact, the wronger, the better. Praise God. Some of us, some of us was like that. Praise God. So we had to learn to hate evil. We had to learn. Somebody say process. process. We had to learn to hate evil and hate lying and hate and all that other stuff. Praise God. Somebody say process. process. You got to learn it. Praise God. So but he said, you come, come to me. I'll teach you so that you can learn it. And then he asked a powerful question. What man is he that desires life? Can I stop right there? Anybody in here desire life? Okay. Well, he's talking to you. The rest of y'all, praise God. Just Amen. And, and loveth many days that he may see good. How many people in here would love many days of life? Praise God. How many people would want to see good all the days of those life? I, I, he talking to you then. And that means he's going to be talking to you. Somebody say, he talking to me up in here. Mm-hmm. He said, this is what you do. This is what you do. Keep thy tongue from evil. And, and thy lips from speaking guile. Shut up all that stupid stuff, saying stuff you ain't got no business. Business, B-I-D-N-E-Z, in case you're taking notes, praise God. (laughs) Keep thy tongue from evil and thy mouth from speaking evil. Quit talking about people. Quit talking about they weave when they get nappy. Don't talk about it. Don't text them. Come on, don't don't put put them on Facebook. Don't be blasting them on Facebook and stuff like that. Come on up ahead taking a picture of them and they didn't even know it and then posting it, tweeting it all over the place and stuff like that. Hallelujah. Don't be talking about people behind their back, smiling in their face. All the time you want to take their place. Backstabbers. That ain't us. That ain't us. It's telling you what not to do. He goes on to say in verse 14, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. He said, depart from evil and do good. See, it's important for all of us to know, that's those of us who intend to be imitators of Christ, to know that we need to depart from evil and do good. Some of us done cleaned up our lips some. We got more work to do. But at the same time, there's another thing we need to learn to do too. And that's depart from evil and do good. Depart from evil and do good. That's if we're going to be imitators of Christ. We got to do them both. It isn't say depart from evil or do good. Well, which one do I want to do today? No, both is what God had to say. It ain't like, well, it depends on which one. Well, it depends on. It depends. You know. No, it don't depends. It, it's, 
He said, depart from evil and do good. Praise God. It's an and. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Hooking up phrases, clauses, and making them all run right. Are you listening to me? So nothing gets left behind. Praise God. So it ain't enough to just depart from evil. God said do good too. But notice, depart from evil comes before good. Depart from evil becomes before doing good. That's because both are necessary. And God put them in the right order too. God didn't just like throw them out there, see how they land, praise God. No, he put the one out there first that he wanted to put out first, and then he put the one out there second that he wanted to put out second. What's the first one? Let's look. He said, depart from evil and do good. So that means depart from evil is the first one we got to do. Doing good comes along. I said doing good comes along. But depart from evil is first. Why? So your good don't become evil spoken of. So your good don't even become evil spoken of. Because if you're doing evil, your good's being evil spoken of. And you're no longer a vessel of honor. But you're a vessel of dishonor, infamy. And you won't have the results that it is that God wants you to have. Y'all don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. What if, what if, it'll never happen. Look at your neighbor and say, this will never happen. But what if, what if, I cussed you out to the high heavens. And then said, turn me in your Bible, please. And had a powerful message right afterwards. I mean, a powerful, life-changing, free, setting free type message. Right after I done cussed you out, talk about your mama, talk about your dog, talk about that little raggedy cat you got, talk about your little kid, your little hookhead kid. I talked about all that. And then I went and after that and said a powerful message. Say it out loud and clear, my sister. Wait a minute, I got a powerful message I'm bringing from God. I messed you up in your head by talking about you. Somebody else got it. I know this word, the, the powerful message I would share after that would mean a lot to somebody up in here. Wouldn't it mean something to you after I done cussed you out? No, sir. No. no. But I heard from God. I prayed for the right message. No, it just made me sad. Say what? There's no value. What you talking about? I'm speaking a message from God. Huh? You're going to remember the cussing. That's why he said you got to depart from evil and do good. Because if you don't depart from evil, nothing good you're going to ever do is going to be seen as good. The devil knows this. And so what he want to do is shut down the only do-gooders in this world that's going to cause people's lives to be able to be changed for eternity. He want to shut you down by keeping you in evil. Knowing that the Bible said fresh water and salt water can't come out the same tap. Because the moment salt water comes out that tap, every water that comes after that, as fresh as it came from, the, from, 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 from its source, it's going to turn salty once it goes through that salt water tap. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Just like if you, child of God, person who has an opportunity to be able to hear from God, do good in people's lives, if you don't learn to depart from evil, all your good is going to become evil spoken of from that point forward. And just like y'all wouldn't receive that pure word from me after I cussed you out, and got salty with you, people ain't going to receive what you do because of how you've been cussing folk out and doing things you ain't got no business doing. I proved my point. Praise God. Amen. That's why God said, and if you hear any teaching that tells you it don't matter, that's a lie and they breath stink because that's not what God think. God say it matters. That's why I need us to depart from evil 
and do good. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed with what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning more about God's desire for us to be imitators of Him. I hope even more that you're seeing that this desire for us to be like God is real and should be our desire too. Be more like the God who loves and saved me and you. Now I don't know about you, but I plan to be the imitator of Him that He wants all of us to be. I hope your decision is the same decision as the one made by me. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. We also invite all the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our G to B. That's our glorified to be uniquely here singles fellowship this Friday evening. It's a monthly single seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio for the single saints here in San Antonio. It's a monthly single seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half a pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the single saints. It's done on the fourth Friday of every month for all the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas of all ages come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help them live successfully in their singleness. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIB transportation service is available for this too. So come on through and bring a few single saints with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.